Konnichiwa! And hey y'all, I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo, sumo Kaboom! Where we talk about all things sumo. And oh man, do we have a lot to cover today! Welcome, by the way, to 2021. That's right. It feels good to be in this new year. And it feels good to be back talking about sumo. I was excited to get back. Yes, I appreciated the break. I was excited to talk about the wrestlers, but I was more, I I really enjoyed my break. So thank you for having us back. It was fun to actually do some research again, but it reminded me of like how much like hard work it is. I enjoy doing it, but it's hard work doing this sometimes. <laughs> We're going to rocket through some current events and some news today. We're going to quickly cover the Bonzuke. I think Leslie's going to do a love letter. Uh, yeah, like a little Valentine, if you will. And then we're going to talk about two new men to the top division, Midori Fuji, who is brand new to this division, and Akiseyama, who's back in the top division after a long time. We're going to talk about who they are, what they're like, how they fight, because not everybody watches the lower divisions, so these men might be brand new. I have some big thank yous. Let's just shout them out then. Yeah. Okay. First of all, we got three really nice reviews over oh, the holidays. We got nice. Christmas gifts of reviews. One from Rasgards. I love Rasgards. <laughs> yes, me too. Who says, Laurie and Leslie are bringing a whole lot of fun to the English-speaking sumo world. Even if you are new to sumo, you will love the excitement and creativity these fans radiate in their podcast. They share a uniquely Southern woman's perspective <laughs> on the national sport of Japan, <laughs> which is refreshing and entertaining. <laughs> We don't sound like that on a day-to-day basis. No, we don't. But, you know, when someone says I'm Southern, that's the way I go. And yeah, but, like, our Southern is I not know, at all like that. Southern. That our our Texas, Texan is like, is, where's the Frito Chili Pie, y'all? Yeah, that's how she had said it. Southern women perspective <laughs> on the national sport of Japan. Because that's the Texan accent. That's right. All right. Thank you, CJ Rainbow. Great name, by the way. Yes. Who writes? Leslie and Laurie have such engaging personalities that uh, this is a great listen. Tell that to my Bumble feed, by the way. Even if you aren't a sumo (laughs) follower. If you are a sumo fan, I think this is podcast heven. (gasps) How lovely. That's so nice. And then there's another one. Bonjour, madame. Oh, French. Uh Uh-huh. I write you from Paris, France to say thank you. A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for bringing me so much joy listening to your podcast. Usually at 7 a.m. in the cold Paris early morning. Oh, eating baguettes, maybe? No, and while, while doing my running routine. Oh, oh. Every time I have to stop and look behind me to make sure no one is witnessing me having a massive giggles. So, ladies... A big kiss for you and all my best wishes for Christmas and for your holidays, Karine. Karine, oh how lovely! Isn't that lovely? Doesn't that just well, I just make imagine like Karine, like with like a little beret on, and she's like she's jogging and she's very French and she, I don't know, she's very stylish in the way she runs, and then she I gets think... a baguette and some brie. Yes, and then... I picture her as this beautiful woman with yeah. gorgeous long flowing hair. I mean, running through the course. streets of Paris. I mean, who? Laughing. Runs through the streets of Paris at like 7 a.m., but like like a seriously French awesome lady, yes, right? Yes. We're Thank jealous you, of Kathleen. your lifestyle because we're currently in Texas in a closet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I also forgot. Thank you. Oh. 
Thank you to the Sumo Association for all the lovely Christmas gifts you have been sharing on your YouTube channel. The Merry Christmas video where we got to watch them all say, Merry Christmas. 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 It was really sweet to hear them say those words. Just I keep love it, it up, JSA. Keep bringing us the training videos. The which, Keiko, the joint Keiko was yes. good times. Oh my God. I lost three solid hours to salivating over that. I did enjoy Takakesho getting pummeled. I that have was to admit, like good times. I watched, even though I love Takakesho, that was good times. one of them getting pummeled I loved. I and I was like, why am I enjoying this? It feels kind of funny. I don't know. Maybe that's like a deeper thing we have to look into for ourselves because we both enjoy just your favorites just getting pummeled. Yeah. There's well, and there's just nothing like watching Maybe someone Maybe it's watching get get tortured. It's <laughs> watching someone go to their absolute limit and then push and further beyond. Yeah. That is so compelling to watch. I'm out in the garage doing um Zumba and then there's like actually I've been doing this app called Fit On and there's yeah. like 24 minutes of like extreme exercise that I'm doing in my garage and like there's a point at the end where I'm like no I can't do one more donkey kick so I'm just not going to do it. But these guys sit there at the end of a practice Every single day with somebody being like, no, you do like a thousand donkey kicks right now. Yeah. And then until you can't do breathe. it. Until you're on the floor because you I know. cannot I breathe. I certainly would have gacked at some point before that. But they <laughs> they hold it in. None of them barfed. I was amazed. I, yeah. Everything about it. I loved watching. Please. Please keep giving us more content like that, more content like the grip strength videos. I absolutely loved watching how strong these guys are at the grip strength machine and the shaky how weights. they all, how it wasn't a shaky weight. It was not a shaky weight. It was that is content I would tune in for yes. if it was like Asanoyama with a shaky weight or just real or Ichinojo with a shaky weight. That would be good times. <laughs> and then slow-mo that down, Ichinojo with a shaky weight, and then just watch the ripples. It's like that would be amazing. But we got to see like Tobizaru gripping with all his might, and the mm-hmm. meter only read like 68. And you're sure it's not a Scientology uh, stress test? I'm they positive. Were doing? It was really <laughs> wonderful. It was wonderful. Like, I think Shodai, like, got to 99. He, like, just barely gripped the thing and squeezed it. And they were like, oh, 99. And it was wow. doubly great because I could actually understand the numbers in Japanese. So it's not only was I loving the content, but I was like, oh, my God, the six month of Japanese training is actually allowed me to understand a number. That's Yay. about all I can do. But there you go. I can I can order a drink. That's about all I can do in Japanese. But I'm working on it. And they were doing interviews and Aoyama smiled. And did you realize Does that he, he have teeth? He has like a Lauren Bacall gap between his front teeth. Really? I did not know that until then. Wow. Yeah. What does that mean having a gap in your teeth? It's like you know, it means you're sexy, like Lauren Bacall. Well, well, obviously, yes. But there's like a, isn't there like a meaning? You know, like if you have like dents right over your butt cheeks, that means you're like highly sexual. Michael Strahan has it. Lauren Bacall. Mm-hmm. I feel like it like is some sort of gift. Like if you are gifted with this, you're gifted with some sort of quality. Well, that is Aoyama. Well, and we had no idea because exactly. we just never see those pearly whites. Exactly. Shall we talk about Bingo. Yes, because it's coming right up again. Kachikoshi bingo. That's right. So how it works, everybody. 
We will release the bingo cards. This is also in, in conjunction with Tachi I blog. We have 100 cards, so the first 100 people to get the cards, get the card as fast as you can. Actually, because let's, let's do more this time. Okay. Yeah. Let's you want to do? Yeah, let's let more people play. All right, you're experiencing right now in the moment. More people more playing people bingo than have ever played before. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so 200 cards? Yeah, let's do it. Let's just be wild and crazy. It's just the top division, the Makauchi division. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, what you can win by getting either a straight up and downsies, sidesies, <laughs> straight sidesies. I like the way you're explaining this. Somebody asked me, like, what are the yeah. what are the rules? And I was like, oh, I, I just guess... assumed people knew how to play bingo. Yeah, I guess bingo is an American game. I don't I I don't know. Anyway, gotta get five in a row, upsy downsies or sidesies, sidesies, and um diagonalies. Is that diagonalies? Diagonalies. Yeah. Five diagonalies. Diagonalies. Okay. And now don't be mad at us if a wrestler is not going to be in the tournament because of injury. Like we have how many? 42 wrestlers yep. and their names go into the. Th- sometimes you just get a crap card and sometimes you just get like a great card or a card that looks confusing. And then you find yourself week two, like cheering for like the weird, like Chiyoshoma mm-hmm. or somebody being like, he's got to get his Kachikoshi. Anyway, what you win is bragging rights. Okay. Yeah, but that's not all. There's more. We're going to give you a choice this time. Now, I made some peach vanilla bourbon jam. And then I also have some grape jam. Now, I know that grape doesn't sound great compared to peach vanilla bourbon jam, but they're both good. The The grapes were handpicked mm-hmm. by Laurie and I mm-hmm. from the church. Like we we stole these godly grapes <laughs> from the church. Godly grapes. They are blessed. And grapes. we hand juiced them in a steamer. And then I made it into a jelly. Yes. It's very good. You could have a blessed PB&J. Yes. You could have a holy PB&J. Yes. Anyway, so these are the things you can win. So what you have to do, and by the way, I should always preface this by saying we've had two winners each time we've done this because I suck at social media and can't (laughs) tell when somebody tags us on social media. Like, I still can't. Like, I still don't understand Twitter in so many ways. So be persistent if be you're a persistent. winner. Be persistent. Send us an email at sumokaboom at gmail.com. And also, as soon as you've got the bingo, tag us on social media with a picture of you and your winning bingo card. And let us know the second you have a kachikoshi. It's the first person who gets a kachikoshi bingo, wins the jam and bragging rights. And then we'll do a little, we'll do a little, a little fan special on you on our next episode about mm-hmm. how you got into sumo and all those fun little things yes so play everybody play oh and by the way if you're very very new to sumo we totally welcome you akachi koshi by the way is more wins than losses so that's kind of important you're looking for a wrestler in week two that will have an at least an eight wins that means that they've got more wins than losses so you're looking for akachi koshi okay does that explain it, I yeah, guess? Yeah, that's perfect. All right. Okay, after that lengthy opening, we are excited, I guess, to be back yeah. and be talking to you guys from a closet in Texas. Newsflash. Oh, my. Do we have some news? Now, some of this news is like two weeks old, but and then there's a lot of news I'm going to skip because it's like there's just too much news. Yeah. Anyway, I'll just kind of catch you up on the things that were interesting to me. Okay. (laughs) The news, according to Leslie. (laughs) 
Would you like to watch old Bashos? Well, the JSA just announced they are starting a YouTube channel loosely called, this is a translation, Ozumo Archive Place. <laughs> Ozumo Archive Place. I mean, Place. that's a translation. Yeah. So I, I'm Literal. sure it's called something else, but whatever I found <laughs> translated it as to Ozumo Archive Place on YouTube that for $8.99 a month, you can watch old Bashos with the legends. It's like a greatest hits. It's going to be updated every Tuesday and Friday with famous bouts. And they have about 400 tournament videos in their vault. So I imagine there's going to be quite a few awesome matches to watch, including, this is what was fascinating to me, including some from like the 1900s, like early 1900s onwards, like old, old footage. So that would just be really cool to watch Taiho, to watch more than just an occasional fight here and there, to watch him through an entire tournament would be cool. Yeah, it would be awesome if they had, though, like commentary on those, you know, the history of of those matches, because just to watch them is neat. But I I think I I would like to, instead of having to look up everybody and be like, now who is this Yogazuna from way back when? Yeah. Is, you know, having a commentator just be like, this was an important moment in time. But who knows? Maybe that's what they're going to do. All right. Some pretty big news. Hot off the press. Hakuho has coronavirus. That's right. I said that the greatest of all time was just diagnosed with coronavirus. Yeah, and this is scary. This is scary as hell. He's actually in the hospital. I just read. Well, they did it as like a precautionary measure just to make sure everything's okay. But it said that basically he noticed maybe on the third Took a test on the 4th. On the 5th, it was confirmed. He couldn't smell or taste anything. But this is also amongst other incredibly crazy news, which is a whole other stable, the Arashio stable, also has been hit hard by the COVID-19 virus. Maigashira, number two, Wakataka Kage, and his brother, Wakamotoharu, number five of Jirio, they have both been confirmed with COVID-19. Everyone in the stable is going to be staying put and not entering the January Basho. I mean, it's 11 guys from that stable. Well, and plus, then we're also talking about yeah. the Tatsunami stable, who those guys were just released from the hospital. That's Aqua and 11 other wrestlers who were released from the hospital on December 26th. So, and a Gyoji, right? Yeah. That's from Minato stable. And that's a Makuchi division Gyoji who also has coronavirus. So In a nutshell, it seems like it's spreading like wildfire. It's nearly impossible. If it gets inside the stable, it's impossible to keep it to just one or two people. It gets spread throughout the whole stable. What's the JSA doing about it? Uh, They're still holding the tournament. I mean... Should we take bets on whether or not it's really going to go at this point? Well, what I just read is that they have decided to not sell day of tickets just in case they have to pull out last minute. But the prime minister is making another speech on January 7th. And that speech will include information on whether they're moving forward with more lockdowns, an emergency shutdown of of Tokyo and surrounding areas, or if they're going to go ahead. On December 31st, Tokyo had the highest daily count of coronavirus infections reported. So knowing how busy that was for that time of year and how many people were getting together, I can only imagine that number getting worse and worse, especially Ooh. with the new the new strain that's even more viral. Yeah. That's all just, a, you put it into a boiling pot and that makes a really 
disgusting stew. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh my god, I don't know. What can we do at this stage? Well, hope that the sumo goes forward or hope that they cancel it all. At I think everyone's point, I taking it day by day. I yeah. mean, at least Kakaru did say that he's going to step up. He's like, well, I've got to show up. So I think if it does go, we're definitely going to see Kakaru. It just seems so weird how many of these guys are going to be missing. I mean, Waka Takakage, Hakaho. Um, there's also possibly Aqua. There's so many guys in Makauchi and Jirio that either because they have to quarantine. Yeah. I mean, that's also Inho and Ishiura if they were practicing with Hakaho too. So that's a lot of people. That are just going to be out. It would be a very weird basho. Me personally, I love sumo, but I love these wrestlers more. Yeah. That I would rather they stay home and stay healthy. Stay healthy. Because with such an unfortunate passing of Shobushi earlier this year, like we, they just can't mess around with this. Earlier last year? Yeah. 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 I'm they're taking precautions. They say if this does go on, they're reconfiguring how the guys eat, how they're separated, because that's the most dangerous time. They take their masks off and they eat in a communal room still at the arena. But that's a lot of people coming and going. A lot of people. All it takes is one person. Yeah. You know, so they're trying to take precautionary measures to protect them even more. But I don't know. It just seems like a train wreck waiting to happen. At this point. I mean, you and I are moving forward as if this is happening, <laughs> at least in this podcast right. and in our bingo world. And if that all has to change over the week, we're going to be totally 100% behind them canceling the Basho to keep everyone healthy, though, too. Right. And we'll do some other podcast next week about something spectacular. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who knows? wonder when they can get vaccines. Are they considered frontline workers? <laughs> Could sumo <laughs> wrestling be like frontline workers? <laughs> Can they all just, I mean, that would be the best if they all just got vaccines as soon as it possible. It would be the best. And then they could go back to their sumo. We would all be happy. I imagine they'll get it. But I don't know what the rules are for Japan. You want to talk about other fun stuff? Yes. Injuries. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, think, I am the bearer of bad tidings. Yeah. I, what I, all I'm doing is wrapping up the News? end of 2020, which was, we all know, the <laughs> shittiest year on record. So I'm just bringing right, it close to all shitty stuff okay. happening. One of my faves, Takano Show, was reported by a stable master oh. to have torn his right ACL. And I'm bummed about this one because he oh, says yeah. he's still going to fight. Yes. And now this is a recurring injury because in January 2019, he tore this ACL and he pulled out of the tournament on day three, returned again, and then pulled out again on the 11th day. It healed for a month. And that's just kind of how he's been fighting on it since. So this is a recurring injury. The doctors say, though, that this time it's a bad tear and he needs surgery or it just won't get better. I mean, he's in he's in the Sanyaku. I understand what he's gunning for. He wants a promotion. His heart's in it. He's willing to risk his body. Well, I get it. But when you tear your ACL, it destabilizes your knee. That, that That's the thing, though. They all seem to be operating on some sort of destabilization. Well, I, I know. And you think, okay, well, if Taranofuji can do it, he's got two unstable knees and he seems to be doing just fine. Right. And I know it's part of the mentality. You just keep going forward. You become stronger and you work your way through it. But also at some point. It can be a career ender like Kisara yeah. Sato. At some point, you got to fix these injuries and be willing to go down in the ranks 
and do the rehab that needs to be done before you can get back up to the top. And it's just, it's so painful because it's Takano Show and it's just so sweet. Uh, I love, I love <sighs> me some Takano Show. You know, there's not much else to say other than we just kind of have to wait it out to see what happens between now and when the Bosch is supposed to start. Yeah, because there's a lot at stake there in is. this tournament. Like, it's really exciting. If you look at the Bonzuke, it's a really exciting one. Yes. You want to talk about the Bonzuke? Yeah, let's, let's talk about do. the Bonzuke. Um, to be quite honest, other people, other podcasts, they talk about the Bonzuke and they're so good at it. Yeah. And I think that's great. For me, I look at the Bonzuke and I'm like, I... I like to see the new guys there. I like to see maybe I, I care about who's in that Komasubi spot for the first time where yep. they're like, this guy's going to get punished. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's a couple of things that that are interesting to me. Uh, like the main thing this time around was like Inho is going down to Jurio. Right. And uh, that was that was um, I guess that that was a rough ride for for Inho this well, year, especially in since he ended the year on such a high note. As sexiest rikishi of 2020. Right. And According now, to Sumo Kaboom. Yes. And now he's just... <laughs> he's going down to Cheerio. Cheerio 3. I don't know. That made me sad. I'm not surprised because he did have like a just just awful last Basho. But um, I'm still sad to see him down in Cheerio. When I look at the Banzuke, I get really excited about the storylines, the guys who are going up mm. and the guys who are going down. For example, this tournament will be Takakesho's potential Yokozuna run. Right. I have a hard time picturing him as a Yokozuna personally. Even he kind of does, but it's what he wants. It's what he's always he's, wanted. It's possible. Yeah. It's he's got a chance. This is his chance. This is his moment. Yes. Like I like Whitney like, Houston from the nineteen ninety six Olympics. Um wasn't there the that that famous song by Whitney Houston? I don't know. Whatever it is, we need to figure it out. Like now is the time for him to play the Rocky theme and take that Yokozuna spot if he wants it yeah. bad enough, right? Right. So you got that happening. You've got the other two Ozeki who are Katabon this time and half, yeah. half to get eight wins. And it looked to me like their pre-Basho ritual was kind of out of whack. For well, both they've of them. both been injured. I know. Right? So yeah, they're up against the wall. So those two guys have to perform well. Yeah. You've got two guys on an Ozeki run. You've got Takayasu and Terunofuji, both of whom I would love to see back as Ozekis. So it's like this whole field of Ozekis going up, Ozekis going down. Who's going to go where? I find that incredibly exciting. The elevator um, of... The Ozeki elevator. Ozeki elevator ups and downs. Yeah, it's really exciting. I, oh, I don't know which one of those T-boys I'd want to get Ozeki first. Well, I mean... Either one would be great. I Yeah, I would celebrate any and all of it. Yes. We've got Mitake Yumi, who... Who, who honestly just squeezed by staying in Sanyaku this time. He had a losing record. He did. In the last tournament. He's down from Sekiwaki now. He's But Komosubi. he's still in there. Yeah, he is. As Komosubi, I think the world of him, and I really, I want to see him eventually become Ozeki one day. I don't know that he ever will. He's got to show a little bit more fire, but I love the kid, and I, I'm psyched he's still there. Uh, there's... 
Hulk Fuji, who last time had 11 wins, and I thought maybe had a chance of being in the Sanyaku, but instead is that Megashir 1? Yeah, but like this, this Megashir 1 spot, it has Daesho and Hokuto Fuji. I know. And they're knocking at the door yeah. of Sanyaku. So I think that does put some pressure on Mitakiyumi. Also, the other Kataban Ozeki, those guys are incredible and scary. They are. We've got the self-slapper. Hokuto Fuji, and we've got Love the Spitfire, yes. Daesho, who's just like all guns a-blazing yeah. all the time at Maegashira 1. We have at Maegashira 2, we have Takara Fuji, Old Faithful. Dad. Yep. We also have, who's <laughs> our other Maegashira well, 2? Oh, Wakatakakage, the young, well... Uh, I was going to say the young firebrand, but maybe we should call him the young COVID. I know. he's. Uh, we won't be seeing him. I, but ooh, maybe with I that, know. we'll get to see more of the highlights with some of these Jurio guys that we love coming up. I know. But just like look at all those guys that I've already discussed. That is quite the sumo boy band right there. Yeah, it is. Like, the sumo boy band. It, like S-pop galore. It could be the best S-pop band ever. Well, and Ever. the little, the one of the Kota boys, the Kota Shoho, he really, he's up from his new highest, this is his new highest rank at Maegashira 3, up from 5. Oh, he's got to be thrilled with that. Yeah. I mean, this kid is young. Yep. And I think that as long as he stays injury free, I mean, he's doing very well. And um, yep. as long as he doesn't like oh, have an oh no show, who's also Maegashira 3, <laughs> and oh no, Basho, <laughs> if he keeps this momentum, we're actually going to remember him. Yeah. We're actually going to remember his name yes. every time we see him and go, oh, that is Koshoho. <laughs> not Kotono Waka. No, not that one. Kotoshoho. We remember him. Yeah. And Tochinoshin is at Maegashira 4. Yes. This time, he's got to be thrilled with that one. And I admit, I'm happy to see Nicolas Cage back up to Maegashira 4. He will be great there. <laughs> and he's Cage. the other guy. The Nicolas Cage of sumo wrestling? He totally is. Don't you think he looks like Nicolas Cage? You know what? I see it. Yes. It's, is it the nose? It's the Is it like hair? Nicolas Cage from Moonstruck? I don't know. <laughs> he just reminds me of Nicolas Cage. Or... Raising Arizona. Oh. <laughs> no, he's not raising Arizona, Nicholas Cage. No, it's more like. By later, the way, that's a great movie. It's like, what was that adventure movie where he was like going all over like American artifacts? It's oh, more like that kind it's of Nicholas like a, Cage. It's like a Tomb Raider? Yeah, it, but, no, but that's like, Laura Croft. It's but he was looking thing. for like America, like had to go search out the Liberty Bell or something. Oh, we were such failures of. <laughs> pop culture because we can't even think of that Nicolas Cage movie where <laughs> it's when he was going through that phase where he got hair plugs and like was yeah, really really, really stuff, dark like really he's like I'll take any movie that comes my that's, way I'm writing oh it's a ghost writer is that the name of it ghost writer ghost writer ghost or raider oh geez I'm showing my age but um I have no idea it's it's prime <laughs> Nicholas Cage in that mid a like midlife crisis. Yes. I'm taking whatever movies they'll give me where I can ride a motorcycle and be a badass. That is Tochin Ocean. The that is Tochin <laughs> Except Nicholas Cage is a character actor and he hates the fact that he is. He's not a leading man. Sorry, Nicholas Cage lovers, but <laughs> well, Nicholas Cage is uh, at Mike Shear four with Iron Man. So we've got the battle of two great movie men there. Iron Man versus whatever the man's name is from that movie that neither one of us can I remember. I think it's Ghost. It's. G- it's I'm like, going to look this up on my phone. I think it's right a Ghost now. Rider or Raider. I don't know if he raids ghosts or rides ghosts. 
National <laughs> Treasure. No, that's, I, yes, that's the movie I was thinking. Oh, of. I was thinking. National isn't there a treasure. ghost one? There's I have ghost... not seen a ghost one yet. I know he's on a damn ghost motorcycle. Rider. Yes, I rider. Two thousand seven. Exactly. Okay, I know. Ghost Rider. Okay. But I was thinking of two thousand four National Treasure. Similar vein. But yeah, we're riding there together. He probably rides a motorcycle in both. We have now spent probably ten full <laughs> minutes on Nicholas Cage. <sighs> okay, so then there's a whole lot of guys in the middle in the Mike Shear <laughs> ranks that we we love. And anyway, there's just I'm, some other people yeah, on the bottom. Okay, I was kind of bummed to see Kaize at Mike Shear 16. Oh, it makes me sad. I want him to win. Yeah, and ho out to Jurio. That's sad, but I, that's why I really wanted to look at the new guys. Right. I wanted to find out more about. Well, why don't you Akisayama. tell me about the okay the newies the newbies the newbies. Akisayama, let's start with him, okay? Akisayama, five foot, 11 and a half. He's a tall dude. Oh, I thought he was teens. I did too. I was 400 wrong. pounds. Okay. Okay, get this. He's 35 years old. Which what? Is, which is the same age as Hakuho. Wow. Same age as Kakadu, Okinoumi. But Akisayama has had a very, very different Experience. An elevator career? Yeah. Well, he's had a different experience overall in sumo than than those guys, okay? But he does train with some great guys. He trains with Tokushoryu. He trains with Ura, Shimano Umi. So he's in a great stable. I wanted to look more into this man because, honestly, I am so fascinated by Akisayama. You've seen Akisayama sort of in the background a lot yeah. without even realizing that's who he was. Well, you he's, notice him because of like. Well, you notice him because of his physique, but also he's he's one of the guys that wears glasses a lot. Oh. So you see him in his glasses, and he's been around for years. Yeah, but okay? this is the first time he's back in like four, four almost five years. Okay, yeah. Let me tell you a little bit more about him, and then we'll get to his record. Okay. okay. So he's got a really interesting body. This guy from the back. He's got really strong muscular legs. He looks pretty young from the back, but then when he turns around, he's got he's got this really big belly mm-hmm. that hangs really low and is really jiggly. And to accommodate this big belly of his, he's he walks with this really amazingly huge ballet like turnout of his legs and he picks up his knees in kind of a funny way as he shuffles along from the front. So from the back, you think, oh, young guy, super strong. And then from the front, you go, old man, arthritic. Uh, is he going to make it? Is he going to make it? Yeah. Well, Should he, he still is, be fighting? Because he is here. I know. And you cannot fight at this level unless you're good. Yeah. You really can't. So he's here. He's also unique because he's got a really small forehead. He's got what my friend Gail used to call a two head, not a forehead. Just enough room for two fingers in the front rather oh, than four. a low hairline. Yeah, but he has been blessed with oh so much hair. On He's got a full head of yeah, hair. Yeah, most men would be jealous. I know. I mean, at 35 to have that much hair. I know, and he's got a bit of a unibrow. Oh, does so, it? I, maybe I have missed this guy because he really sounds... I know. He sounds very he's, memorable, he, and I have not met well, him. Well, I have spent the last two or three days really researching this guy and yeah. watching him and watching his body. But your physicality is just... Is, is not is not you. I mean, it's what people see. Exactly. Like, but it's not your spirit or your soul. Well, and I will say... 
somebody voted for Akiseyama. Yes. One or two people voted for him in the sexiest Rikishi poll. So See? I know there are people out there Different that have strokes. this guy's Different number. Folks. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if he's single. Uh, like, I, there's not At too 35, much. 35, I doubt it. Well, no. I, I'm older. Yeah, but I'm we single. live in, we live in <laughs> You never know. Okay. But what we do know about this guy, we know that he loves music. We don't know what kind. Maybe oh. it's Ed Sheeran. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's classical. Maybe it's heavy Maybe metal. It's Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Maybe it is Ed Sheeran. We also know that he loves eating out, and he says his his favorite food is meat and cakes. I mean, he sounds like a Texan boy. Yeah, I could I could definitely hang with him. He loves to take walks. He loves to cook. He loves a manga series called Cooking Papa. Oh. That's so. He's a cook. <laughs> cooking Papa? Cooking Papa is what it's called. Uh, like uh, there's a cooking dad, a cooking Papa, or somebody who likes to chop up Papas. Let's <laughs> cook it's not a cannibalistic <laughs> manga. Let's hope it's more like a cooking show. Let's hope because up to that point, I was definitely on the Akiseyama train. Well, I'm going to get you back. I'm going to get you back. Okay. okay. So he has been. He, he repeat. He, he does not eat people. He does not eat people. <laughs> What what we know is as a kid, this he was an extra in a uh, commercial about a sumo restaurant. And that's initially what got him interested in sumo. Okay. A uh, Nicolas Cage movie? He <laughs> was an extra in Nicolas Cage movie. He, this kid, Akisayama, has been doing sumo since elementary and school. And acting. And acting as an extra in this I've been an extra. I was an extra on Friends and Ally McBeal. And... Nine hundred two one zero. I know a, you're an extra on Friends. Yeah, oh yeah. My God, that's awesome. Yeah, Which, you can, you could see scene? me. I don't re- one in a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. Like they always tell you to like bring your own wardrobe, and I had no idea. So I had like a power suit, like a pantsuit, like yeah. it was all tan. So if you go in, I don't know what episode it would have been, but I walked across the Central Perk in my power suit, my tan power suit. Nice. You can't see my face. You can just kind of see me from the side. But I am quite a large blob because, like, those 90s power suits had, like, shoulder pads. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, back to Akiseyama. Akiseyama entered professional sumo in 2008. From what I can tell, he initially rose pretty quickly, but then fell back down. It was actually stuck at an unsalaried position for three years. Oh, my gosh. I know. But then he started to do well again. He rose up to Jurio mm-hmm. until there was a friend that he trained with and fought with his whole life that was involved in the match-fixing scandal in 2011-12. And, um, and after all that came to light and his friend had to retire, he had a couple of disastrous tournaments and he fell way back down which i get you know if you know you find out your friends involved in something like that you kind of lose your sumo mojo so he started to train again okay he eventually rose to migashira 16 okay. in 2014 that's wow. the last time we saw him at this high division but he was only there for one tournament. He only won four times. He lost 11. And he slipped back down again. We have not seen him in the upper division for 28 tournaments. He will. Ha- he has the fourth slowest return in sumo history, according to Wikipedia. It's not really the record that you want. <laughs> but he is back. We all have a record like that. Yeah. In our personal lives. Interestingly, he came to America... <gasps> 
He was the champion of the World Sumo Challenge in Madison Square Garden in New York in 2005. Isn't that wacky? That is wacky. His style of sumo, I would call it hot lava. Okay. That's his style. He's slow moving most of the time, but But capable, but hot, and capable of moving with great speed as well, swiveling and twisting his opponents away. Sometimes his opponents go for a push and nothing moves but his skin. It's really... (laughs) It's really That's, quite unique. I don't know what to think about but that. I know. But he's got great legs and he stands still. I mean, he is like a rock. Other people go to push him and he just doesn't move. Wow. And uh, he uses that for his advantage. He's really known for these super, super long bouts and he's known for stamina. So what he'll often do is just kind of like let people Exhaust gas themselves, themselves wow. out. On these long fights, and then he'll take them down with these super quick, swivelly, twisty moves. There's probably <laughs> a name for that. Hot lava. Hot lava, but <laughs> we're just going to call it. It's very good at swivelly moves. <laughs> That's very technical <laughs> he, sumo. No, he says that he's a pusher thruster, but if you look at his history, um, he mostly wins by Yorikiri. His inside left seems to be really super strong, um, but mainly he has stamina. Wow. That's his his big Hertafor claim to fame. Um, he's most known for his eye problems, though. In 2010, he had surgery for his eyes because he couldn't see distance in the ring. So he was like fighting sumo oh my and being gosh. unable to tell where people were in the ring. Can you imagine that? I can't. But he's I not the only either. wrestler. Like Nishikigi always wears glasses. And then when he's in the doyo, he doesn't. And yeah. I always get worried. I'm like, how do you see what's going on? Like, I'm... I can't barely get out of bed and make it to the bathroom without <laughs> running into the wall. So how so do imagine, these guys... Yeah. yeah. Imagine fighting sumo like that. I can't. So this is a guy, he's thought, of, he's thought about quitting sumo before, but get this story. His mama suggested he stay in so that he could carry his little baby nephew into the second division ring entering ceremony in the sumo tour. And oh. so he said, okay, mama, I will. Oh, what a good I boy. I know. I, so Akiseyama, long story short, well respected by other sumo wrestlers. He supposedly has a great sense of humor. You know, he's got an unusual look to him, but he really is well loved. He's not somebody who's got his eyes on the championship at, at all. In fact, he's quoted as just saying, I just want to win some and stay injury free. I mean, not after you... my own heart. I'm gonna, I'm just kind of here for the good times. Yeah, he's he's friendships. Yeah, he's there because he's tenacious. He's uh, he is a self-made man. He did not come from a big sumo family. He did not quit. He is successful. He is here at the higher ranks, and people love him for that. I love him now too. Yeah, Akiseyama. So if Akiseyama is known for his staying power. Midori Fuji is the opposite. Okay. He's known for his speed and his strength. Midori Fuji is the other. He's a brand newbie in the upper division. He won Jurio in November. Okay. uh, In a playoff. And he trains with Terana Fuji, Takara Fuji, Terutsuyoshi. So he's also training with some biggies. Okay. He's young. He's the same age as Takakesho. 
In fact, he has been fighting Takakesho his whole life. His nemesis. Yes, he cannot wait to fight him again. He fought him in high school, and he knocked Takakesho off the high school Yokozuna Is crown. he tiny? Like, he Takakesho is. is, so he owes. Oh, so, so he's he, got Takakesho's number. Yep, he's 24 years old. He's 5'7". He's shorter oh. than me. He's 250 pounds. He's so my size. He's a little guy, okay? And there's not much out there about this guy, except that... He's a bit cocky. I would call him a bit cocky. Oh. He uh, he said he, he wants to be like a kingfisher. He wants to be fast. He wants to be strong. And he's on his apron. It actually has a kingfisher bird on it. I was like, Fisher King? That movie with Robin Williams? No. You know the <laughs> the bluebirds that like fish and then they like beat their they beat their prey to death and then oh, eat them. Oh no! That's what he wants to be. <laughs> oh no! I was thinking, oh, it's like a beautiful bird. Well, graceful it is... and the murderous. Yes, but it is a murderous bird with a very large head and a okay. big, strong beak. All right. Okay? So he's he's a self-assured kid. Like he's just like, I want to be fighting Takakesho. I'm ready for Takakesho. Bring him on. He's kind of like a, a bit of a shit talker, maybe. All right. That's the, kind of the sense I get from him. In elementary school, he won second place in a sumo tournament, and his mother was like so upset that she was like, "You are becoming." <laughs> A sumo wrestler. You are training. Like, remember how Takakesha's dad was like, you are training. I get the sense that Midori Fuji's mom is that person in his life. Oh, you are training. Unacceptable place, too. You'll train until you're place one. Wow. Okay, so this, he might yes. have a domineering mother. But yes. hey, whatever the case is, he's here. He's, he's arrived. very much here. He is hot. He is on the rise. He is rising like active yeast. He is a pusher thruster. <laughs> he has <laughs> lots of fans. He had recently a press conference in which he said that he doesn't like rice, but he's what? put on 10 uh, kilograms, which is over 20 pounds since Jurio, and that's because his mama sent him lots of cans of tuna, which he eats with lots of rice and mayonnaise. So if he wins... But he, he only eats rice when it's when, with, with tuna, tuna and, and mayonnaise. So if he wins and he does well, is due to the mayonnaise. So we're going to call it a Hellman's win whenever he wins. That I like that joke. I like that joke a lot. That's good. That's the truth. His mama really did send him a whole bunch of cans of tuna and was like, you need to put on weight, son. Isn't oh that God. great? So he's strong. He's fast. He's small. Hopefully he's going to blaze his way in and we'll have a lot more to say about Midori Fuji in the future. Yeah. Can I do a little Valentine? Oh, my gosh. I completely forgot about your Valentine. Yes. Um, after this, this is going to be a really long episode, but we have a lot to say after two weeks off, apparently. As I looked at the Bonzuke, I got really sad when I saw this. And it was um, my boy Ikioi. He's now at Jurio 13, at risk of falling out of yeah. salaried wrestler position for the first time. And um, so I, I wanted to do a little spotlight on my boy Ikioi. Before you begin, can I just say, in my imaginary S-pop sumo boy band, yes, Ikioi would still be the lead singer. Absolutely, Terana Fuji would be the beatboxer. Yes, absolutely. And then all Tokiyasu, the rest. don't throw him. I mean, he's got to be in there too. He, he's yeah, he can share some of the singing spotlight, and then the rest of those Sanyaku boys are just like dancing in the background. Right. No, he's so the star. He's very much a part of my S-pop sumo. Yes. Boy band. But what struck 
me as the the sad part is that he just might be a fading star. But that doesn't mean, in sumo, that doesn't mean forever. Okay. He always manages, though, to come back. I was going to say, into the game. Out, yeah. he might be the guy that is like 50 years old and still doing sumo. Like he, he refuses could be to. And Kiseyama and show up again. He very well could be. I would not put it past him, but he is 34 and he has been at the top of sumo for a really long time. Okay. So anyway, hear me out. Hear me out on just my little Valentine, someone I. Someone I love and I have come to love. And it started out mainly with distrust because I didn't like his eyebrows. Yeah, I remember that. His severe eyebrows in the beginning just made him look villainous to me. And I used to always like root against him for some reason, mainly because he looks so stern and like those eyebrows are like legit. Or I don't know what it is, but it's just like drama. It definitely took me time to look into him and dig deep and to really find my love for Ikioi. And then I realized he was just misunderstood to me. Like, oh. um, I think it became real when I saw him at the NHK charity review show. And I thought, like, no, wait, what? What? And he had glasses on and he, like, took them off. And then just here comes this incredible voice. And I, the showman of all showmen. And I was like, wait a damn minute. This is brilliance. This Ikioi is very talented. Talented. And also when I saw the very legitimate video or a commercial about him ironing and singing at the same time, he's ironing his yeah. yukata. It's a two minute video. He was the first wrestler since Akibono to have a one kanji or one syllable shikona. Yep. And that's bold. Okay. And his name means basically endurance or momentum or energize. And it's all very fitting for his personality. He has also never missed a tournament. Never. Nor has Akiseyama. Interesting. Same age. And Tamawashi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, kudos to these guys because yeah. they're freaking beat up and they show up. He throws himself and his whole heart into sumo and especially the culture of it. In fact, I'd like to say of all the wrestlers, he's got the biggest, huge sumo spirit. I was going to say that was a long pause. <laughs> sumo spirit. He's the best singer by far, and he's constantly in the rotation and shines whenever they ask him to do traditional singing during the tours. He's like front and center. He's like, well, here comes Ikioi, and he's in, and he sounds amazing. And you can tell he's like friends to so many of the wrestlers because he's been around for so long. He seems like a complete diehard. He's never going to let you down. It's the kind of guy he is. And there was this actually this uh, match in 2014 against Ichinoji where Ichinoji, Ichinojo, where Ikioi headbutted Ichinojo, and it caused like this bloody, bloody yeah. nosebleed. Yeah. So bad that Kyoji was like, hey, stop, stop, stop. Are you okay? He stopped the match to be like, are you okay? Because you're both like covered in like just massive. And they wiped themselves down to the blood. And then they were like, yeah, I'm fine. He went back in and he beat Ichinojo. He also competed with 104 degree temperature due to cellulitis. He also, um, in 2019, bashed up his forehead so bad that in the tournament, he had to get seven stitches in his right eye and still went on to fight well, ending that tournament with a nine and six record. The guy is just a beast. He like just integrity. He's like, I will show up. I do not care if I have no arms or no legs. I'm going to show up. And see, this is why Wakataka Kage will show up. May yeah, maybe. Maybe they do all have the spirit. Mm -hmm. But it anyway. 
He has not won a championship in Makauchi, but he won a Jirio twice. He had four Fighting Spirit prizes, five gold stars. His highest rank was Sekiwaki, which is not bad at all. Yeah. And a little bit about his background, and this is the part that fascinated me. He is a son of restaurant owners, and his parents worked all the time. And so because of that, he was somewhat raised by his grandmother and grandfather. And he kind of calls himself like, I was a grandmother. I was raised like as a grandmother. So he has an older person's uh, spirit because he was surrounded by them and their neighbors, like their um, retired neighbors. And he has been doing sumo since he was a lot younger. He practiced as a kid four hours a day, four days a week. Yeah. Think about that. And he he's only dedicated himself really to, to sumo and the spirit of it. In fact, he was asked when Paul McCartney came to watch the boss show. Yeah. Because, you know, Iki was a singer. People were like, what did you think about Paul McCartney being here? He's like, I have no idea who Paul McCartney is. <laughs> I only listen and care about Inca music, which is the folklore, like the Japanese folk music. Ah. He literally had no idea who Paul McCartney is. He's missing out. But that's okay. Um, When his grandmother unexpectedly passed away, because she loved sumo, he dedicated his his life to sumo. And because like a former coach from the the stable he was about to join came to the funeral and expressed his condolences, he then on his 18th birthday or somewhere around there, he decided to join the stable and then dedicated his life to that. He's towards the end of his career. But I want to say I love the guy. And it didn't always start out that way. I just think he's such an interesting wrestler to watch. And even in Jurio, we may not see him as much, but to like appreciate these stars. And maybe the next thing we can we can expect from him is like maybe a singing career or the performance career. Like I really think of all of them, he could be a star. Absolutely. I hope we get more Ikioi. Can I say something? Yeah. Do you have any um 2021 sumo um resolutions? What you'd like to see? Sumo resolutions that I would like to do? No, just in general. My 2021 sumo resolution would be like, I want to see Hakaho and Kakaru retire and a new generation of champions come to be. Mm. That's what I want for 2021. That's kind of what I am looking forward to. Your gift of 2021, your hoped for gift. Yeah, that and more worldwide like fan fandom from English speaking. You know, I'd like more people to be tuning into sumo. I would like the Olympics to happen in Japan in 2021 and for Hakaho to do the opening ceremony yes. and just hinkaku the shit out of it because we need that (laughs) in 2021 we do i want that i want i want to see a basho to become an ozeki i want to get to japan and see one of these things in real life and meet guedo as i buy a (laughs) sticker at the sumo (laughs) shop i i'd like to take a picture myself of a real sumo wrestler. I'd like to get to the... See, I could just keep going. I know. I'd, I want to get to these events in uh, Texas and, you know, more in the United States. Yeah. And so I have a lot. U.S. fans of sumo and wrestlers of... Yeah. There's a lot. Well, maybe next year we'll look back on these and remember them and be like, did this happen? Yeah. But until then... That is our style of sumo. Here yeah. at Sumo Kaboom. Please tune in again for more info on the sport we love. Join us online. Find us on social media. Play bingo with us. Comment. Until later, I'm Laurie. And I'm Leslie. Thank you so much for listening. Sayonara. See y'all later. 
What was the one where he was a drunk in Las Vegas? Honeymoon in Vegas. No, no, uh-uh. Isn't that one? No, the one where he was? that's a very, di- isn't that the one with like, that's like a happy one. This is the one where he like. Leaving Las Vegas. Yes. Okay. He had two Las Vegas wow, movies. He had two of them. Leaving Las Vegas. He got there on his honeymoon and then he started to drink and he unfortunately had to leave. <laughs> uh, okay. He could also be Con Air. Like the Nicolas Cage of Con Air could be Tochin Ocean. Um, wow, he's got a lot of movies. He's been making a lot of really crappy movies that no one has paid attention to. Sorry, Nicolas Cage. 